0: Buddy, I'm Joe Longo, and this is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. How are you today? It's a lovely fall day here in Pennsylvania. Very breezy, very breezy, but the sun is shining. It's absolutely beautiful. This week on the podcast, I'm talking with my best friend, Michael Baratta. And I'm not talking with Michael Baratta because he's my best friend, but I wanted to have Michael on because he is super inspiring. He is really out there living an inspired life. From the time I met Michael, he's always been doing his own thing. And as we've grown into adults, he's been one of the people in my life that has always chosen his happiness there were times that Michael had amazing jobs and wasn't happy with the work environment the culture and would try to change things and if it wasn't changing he would just say you know peace out I'm gonna leave this isn't serving me and I've watched him walk away from a couple really good jobs to choose happiness instead of that safety and security ultimately now end up being a master trainer for cultural rx which is row results only work environments he's an adjunct psychology professor he's a drummer in two bands and he's just an inspiring inspiring human being so I thought it would be great to chat with Michael. And you'll tell as we get into the conversation, it's, it starts off maybe a little like, you know, he's a little unsure because we are, you know, First time actually recording a podcast, and then by the end of the episode, he pretty much just forgets that we're even on a podcast, and we just start having a really fun conversation. So enjoy the episode. Before we jump in to the episode, I want to tell you a couple things that are happening really quick. I'm offering fall mini-sessions in the Wissahickon Park, October 27th and November 10th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. They're 30-minute sessions. It's a great way to come out, get some pictures of you, your family, your pet, you and your lover, you doing yoga, you doing fitness, whatever it is. You have 30 minutes of time to create amazing images in the Wissahickon, surrounded by all of the beautiful fall foliage. Sessions are $150. You get five final images and I'm going to say I'm pretty sure there's only three sessions left. So if you want to be part of that, if you want to take advantage of this fall mini session sale, head to my website joelongophotography.com, click on fall mini sessions, pick your time and I will see you in the woods. If you want to practice kundalini yoga with me, you have a couple of options. Every Wednesday night I teach an hour class at Yoga Brain in East Falls from 6 to 7 p.m it's perfect for any level if you've never done kundalini yoga before or if you are a kundalini master it's a perfect class to come to we do a kriya a meditation a lovely shavasana and now that it's getting darker early we make it extra dark towards the end of class and it's just really yummy and delicious on Friday, November 8th, I will be in the Pocono Mountains in Blakesley, Pennsylvania at Harmony Yoga teaching a two-hour creatively manifesting your life workshop, which is a kundalini yoga mantra meditation setting intentions to really start moving forward in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss. And if you're like, Joe, I have no idea what my passion is or my purpose or my bliss, then this is the perfect workshop for you. We do a lot of heart openers to really allow that heart to open to turn into that beautiful magnet that it is to start attracting into your life everything that you need to start moving in that direction. And I'm not saying a million dollars is just going to drop into your lap, but it's going to start moving the blocks out of the way. It's going to start clearing the mind so you can start seeing more clearly, clearly and hearing that little voice inside when those beautiful little nuggets of inspiration come into your life that you don't just ignore those little nuggets of information but you actually take them and then you start recognizing the synchronicities that are happening all around you. So it's a really fun workshop. It's one of my favorites. That is November 8th at Harmony Yoga in Blakeslee, Pennsylvania. I'm also offering virtual, private kundalini yoga sessions. So if you live in the Philadelphia area or really anywhere, I'm now offering sessions. Oh, my tea is ready. I'm now offering sessions virtually via Skype or FaceTime or whatever kind of technology that you would like. They're our sessions. Hit me up if you are interested in having some private virtual kundalini sessions with me and i'm really excited about this i've started this journey of life coaching certification i'm in this amazing training with the angry therapist and journey coaching go check them out check out the angry therapist podcast it's super good it's really short it's only like 10 to 15 minutes an episode and he's just really real and i feel so connected to him and the way that he is bringing coaching to the people that it has inspired me to move in that direction as well. So I am in this certification program and as I'm going through the program, I'm offering sliding scale coaching for anyone out there. Well, if we work well together and it's life coaching, it's manifestation coaching, it's transformational coaching. It's really a way for me to work with people on a sliding scale. So for the next 20 weeks, I am offering these coaching services on a sliding scale. Send me a message, joe at joelongophotography.com and say, hey, I wanna schedule A free hour discovery call to see if we would work well together because maybe you are in a place where you want to start diving deeper you want to start moving towards your passion your purpose your bliss and you just need a little bit of help you need a little bit of direction you need a cheerleader you need someone to just listen that's what I'm here for and I am loving this process I'm working with a couple people and it is so fulfilling to be able to not only be a cheerleader for these people, but to help and support them and point them and give them direction and guidance and really just listen to where they are. Because a lot of times in this world, we really just need people to listen to us without an agenda. And my agenda for all of my coaching clients is just to be a cheerleader for you. To help you move in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss. My only agenda is to see you kick the most ass in this life that you possibly can. So if you're inspired and you want to start moving further in that direction, you want to start diving deeper in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss. Reach out, send me a message, say, hey Joe, I want to take you up on that free hour discovery call. And we will set up a time to chat, to see if we would work well together, to see where you are, where you want to go, and if we're a good fit. And then if we are, we'll set up, you know, either a weekly schedule, a bi-weekly schedule, and we'll start diving in and really moving in that direction of where you want to be going because i truly believe that we are infinite creative beings and we've been put on this planet for a purpose and sometimes we get distracted with life we fall into the routine of doing the same thing over and over and over again that we actually forget why we're here we forget what we've been put on this planet to do because we've just fallen into the matrix. So I'm here to help pull you out of the matrix. If you want to jump out of the matrix, send me a message, hit me up. I would love to offer you that free hour discovery call to see if we would work well together and then make a decision and, and go from there to see what would work best. Now I'm going to be quiet and we are going to jump into this episode with Michael Baratta kick back enjoy the conversation and i will talk to you all on sunday coffee talk what's up everybody i'm joe longo this is the inspired creativity podcast and today i'm talking with my best friend michael baratta. Hi,
1: michael baratta <laughs> oh. hello joey
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you say joey because when i was on the yoga retreat lauren Burling, who was a guest on the, the podcast a couple episodes ago started calling me joey midway through the retreat and she was like is it okay if you call me joey and i'm like you know what it, it is because pretty much what happens is if you feel motivated to call me joey then it's okay if you call me Joe, it's okay. But there are a certain group of people that totally just call me Joey.
1: Are, are they parents? <laughs>
0: no, actually, my parents don't never called me Joey. Never ever.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I don't think my parents ever called me Joseph either. Like, not even when well, I did anything wrong. I think because I, I think I, because I get the pleasure of uh, experiencing the the childlike aspects of your personality. That's the youthful me. That's the That's me talking to your youth. That's why Joey, to me, is youthful,
0: young, and childlike. I am very young and childlike. You are. Especially since we're going to live to be 150, so I'm just a... Baby. I know. I, I feel like a pup, yo. So, yeah, I
1: feel good.
0: <laughs> we, we are a pup. So, why don't you, for uh, everyone listening, who is Michael Baratta? Tell us a little bit about Michael, Michael Baratta
1: you know so honestly this is this is interesting because within the past couple days i was going to teach um and i thought to myself like that i'm a teacher that's pretty awesome um and there's an expectation that goes with, like, well, you should know all the stuff that you're teaching about. And I don't. And I'm thinking to myself, I am not an expert. I don't, you know, maybe that's something that I can aspire to. And that is probably another whole focus. But I came up, I, I felt like I'm an explorer of experience. When it really boils down, that's where I feel I'm at right now in this stage of my game. I'm, I'm exploring experience. And what I get to do then is have these experiences. So I teach uh college psychology at the local community college i'm also a master trainer for culture rx they're the creators of the results only work environment so we go around and help with using adaptive change techniques to help people and organizations shift their minds to be more focused on results uh with the balance of 100 percent autonomy and 100 percent accountability so essentially people can work any way they want whenever they want wherever they want as long as the work gets done because the focus is on delivering results and not on trying to babysit or parent adults <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so that's that's they're like the two um you know really the two big core careers i've got going for me i've also just started doing live coaching uh conscious conversations is what i'm referring to as it's an opportunity for people to be heard um uh, from someone who is unbiased with regard to i don't i typically don't know the people i don't know their situations um So it gives them the opportunity to to gives them an opportunity to be heard. And then hopefully with my background in psychology and caring about humanity, um, we can help move in a direction that is going to be beneficial to them in some way. Um, So they they're the that's where and then I'm just starting to get into uh, podcasting as well. Thanks to. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Longo, but he uh, he has one, and he's been he's been turning me on to the world. You've been turning me on to the world of podcasts, so I'm just like, you know, this feels like something I, I'm being pulled to. So I do that. I also write a lot. I do video blogs. I have a, uh, blogs. I have a blog. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff in that regard that I feel is always has me uh, social uh, with my approach to how I want to live my life in terms of a career. So... That's, that's what I'm, I also play drums. Uh, I forgot. See, you know, so when you ask somebody like, what are you? I think we, we up listing all the things we do. So, I'll just, so I'm also a drummer uh, in, in two bands, <laughs> the big, dirty, slightly skew. So I'm a musician. Um, so that's, that's like, that's the stuff that I do. I think at the end of the day, who I am, I'm, I'm a person that's really trying to better understand myself so I can uh, live a, a fuller, richer life and give back. Uh, in some meaningful way to, anybody I come in contact with. So that's that's my spiel. That's my elevator pitch. That, that's Michael Baratta.
0: You know what's <laughs> interesting? Uh, you started with um, not being a master right. at, at, at these things
1: yes. um, and
0: a teaching. And Yogi Bhajan, one of his... Uh, I wish I had the whole thing in front of me because I, I don't remember it because why would I? But it, <laughs> he has this whole wonderful little quote and I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. But one of the things... That he says is that when you want to master something, you teach it,
1: Interesting. and that's
0: how you become a master at it by teaching it.
1: Yeah, and see, you know, and and I think about that too. And again, it's never you know never trying to knock um, experts or expertiseism. I guess then this is and see this is where I feel like I'm learning more about myself too. Um, I always have a hard time. Lumping me into master expert or any of that kind of stuff when it is me doing it. And I know at the end of the day, that's just a self-esteem, that's insecurity, that's all that kind of stuff but it's also my truth that I just, I, so that's why I feel like it's probably a softening mechanism for myself to be like, you know what? Okay. So you struggle with being an, an expert. How about you be an explorer? That way you, you kind of know where you want to go. Um, and then that, that way I feel like I'm open to learning because that's, that's the other thing too. It's like, sometimes I think expert has like a, like an end. It implies like an end. It's like, all right, I've ex-, you know, you've, 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 you've done it. You figured it all out. Now what, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. That's why I think maybe the words that I use to describe myself carry a little more weight with me because I feel they leave me open to kind of keep moving, I guess. Sure. That's where we all want to be, to keep growing and expanding. And but, but I think the words we use kind of stunt us sometimes, though. that's why I, I I don't know. That's another thing. I'm big on words, though, too. Like words actually having meanings. And I know in this time where people might be, you know, words are really changing the game, I think, with the way we are interacting. Like, I mean, there are just certain things that you would say, my gosh, what think about when we were growing up, 25, you know, 20, 25, 30, 35 years ago, the, the conversations I heard when I was a child, oh my gosh, if I heard them now, it would be just like, it would be pandemonium. Like nobody talks like, you know, nobody is, is being told they should talk like that, I guess, anymore. And so I try to think about the weight of words and how I use them with just my, my own inner dialogue. Well, sure. Words, they're, they're very powerful.
0: It's powerful. It creates everything. Whatever you speak is what we create. That's why the, there's so much power in the I am. And um, just the power of I am. And what follows those, those two words become reality. And it isn't even woo-woo anymore. Because <laughs> literally the other day I was watching a, a YouTube video with... I want to say his name is John Quee and he's some kind of neuroscientist and he was breaking the science down of the power of the word and using I am and that it's more than just the woo woo affirmation that it really reprograms the brain to really believe what you're saying to create, to bring into reality. I love how the woo woo and science and everything is really kind of blending together in in such a beautiful way and a lot of it is like oh new age new age and i think it was last night i shared a little meme in my instagram story and it was like what you say is new age is super
1: fucking old oh no doubt (laughs) oh no doubt that's i mean see but that's what and that's what i'm trying that's you know that's another thing that doesn't get lost on me it's like because again, you could, you know what you said about you know kind of the the melding of these two uh, communities now is, is you know kind of nice. It, maybe the ideas are melding before the actual people are, but anyway, that's happening. But I I think about that because I don't know if it's awake, you know, when people are, are are awakening to themselves or becoming more aware of, or whatever. But it's like for the longest time, you just you were you were told that like there were beings that had this power and this magic and this majesty about them but they weren't you you know what I mean like you're just you and i think when you start to really recognize that you know what it means to merge these 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 kinds of communities and this kind of un- these kinds of understandings that it's really not woo 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 or science it's just that's who we are they're the beings that we the the created beings we are we have this opportunity and ability to tap into all of that kind of majesty and and knowledge and growth and strength and power and bliss and abundance but when you when for a lifetime when you're told that's not who you are like i can understand why you know progress or pace doesn't really look like what it what it would feel like everybody would be at because that's the thing i know you and i talk about it's like oh my gosh this is amazing it's like wow you think positively and ask for what you want and you know things start to arrive and they might not arrive exactly how you manifested them or prayed for them or asked for them but like that's like part of it though right and i i just don't think that's communicated on any kind of you know i don't want to say mass level because then it sounds like you know culty but like or like that's the norm to believe that to be the norm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. And I think there's a shift that's happening and an awakening, if you will, where more people are coming to that realization that we are infinite creative beings Uh and we have the power and that coming back to the word, the power is in our words and what we're saying, what we're thinking and what we're believing can become reality if you want it to. Um, And I think the shift is happening and the more you dive into it in whatever way that may be meditating or running or having conscious conversations with people or listening to podcasts, you begin raising your vibration. And then you start attracting those people that are on that level of creation where you're not going to hear those conversations that we heard 25 years ago. You're going to hear more of the awakened conversation and i don't even like saying that word awakened because i feel like it like creates this separation we're all on an awakening path an awakening journey it just you know we're all at different stages of the game and the more you surround yourself with those like-minded people the more your vibration will begin to raise with them
1: see and i think with that too i and i'll probably with regard to just my path that uh that i've been on i think for that shift to have happened in in me and can continuing to happen i'm um, opening myself up to just you know what's up <laughs> you know what's the lesson here um was i i actually started to value though um or understand the value of time, space and attention for just myself. And that came in the form of meditation, like that was the first time I was, you know, I got introduced to yoga classes classes through you um, and workshops, and I I went to them, but they never really became a practice. But for some reason, the meditative parts of class, I really, really just felt pulled to. Um, So I dabbled. And it wasn't until like, really, I went to Wonderlust with you. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna really I'm gonna, i think i'm ready to like really get into this and i started to do the whole you know ganesh meditation and that just started to become that time and space and attention started to just grow over time so from that which was like i don't even know 2015 to where i'm at now i just realized uh, again a couple of days ago that my me- my morning meditative practice is an hour long now now again <laughs> whatever that means to anybody listening If you were to ask Mike Barata, you're going to meditate for an hour today, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I would have laughed. I would have been insulting. I would have made some stupid, you know, thoughtless joke. And now it's like that hour in the morning, it, I just, it's part of who I am now. It is just what I do. Um, and that's, and, and that's why running has also become, I think, a beautiful extension of that because it adds really the physicalness of the body, um but yet I'm not listening to anything. I'm just running out in nature and it's just another opportunity to be at peace with myself. Cause again, it's, we could talk about other people and relationships and all that kind of jazz, but like really, you know, understanding, warming up to accepting, <laughs> believing in the relationship you have with yourself. And again, I know line them up. People have been saying this. Yeah, it's funny. People are saying it and yet here we are. Um, it's when you actually start to do that kind of stuff, whatever that is, I, I'm 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 of this accepting nature that whatever kind of time, space and attention you can give solely yourself. And I don't care what it is. I think that's uh, that's where it all starts to kind of align on that larger level of other people and humanity and direction and dimensions and all that stuff. Um, but you got to start with yourself.
0: Right. And and you by connecting with yourself, you allow yourself to merge yes. with everyone else. But you have to give yourself that time. But let's just jump back for everyone listening that's like, oh, sure, I don't have an hour of time. You didn't start no. your meditation practice
1: ah. with an hour. Absolutely not. And that's the thing. That meditative practice started, I would say, 2015. And it was started as a dabble. And the dabble was... You know, cause again, Kundalini was the yoga that I got introduced to. I was like, all right, this is either going to be three minutes or 11 minutes or 31 minutes. So I was like, I'm, I'll do this for 11 minutes. I'm just, and Joe knows this about me. Like, even when we talk about things like running, he's like, you should run hills and straighten your legs. I was like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to run this like, you know, 10 mile hill. He's like, what well, no, like start with a street, you know? But so with me, I was just like, I'm going to do this for 11 minutes. And I and so that was like 11 minutes. And then it's sometimes three. So in four years, it, i've gone from i'll say you know three to 11 minutes to an hour but again the time part of it is is like not really conscious with me because i just know i know the i know the the flow of my meditation and that's what i do so i mean you know what i mean it's not like well, i don't i don't set a timer so to speak
0: right and i would think also to clear up Um, for people listening, that it's really more of an hour ritual that you're probably doing. Not necessarily like you're just sitting down, closing your eyes and oming out for an hour. It's a whole process that that you're in, which is really special, I think. I have pulled back on my morning meditation because my (laughs) evening meditation has grown like that. And there are times that I... (laughs) find myself like it'll be 7 30 and I'll be like I guess I'll start meditating now because I'm probably going to be in this for about three hours (laughs) and I love that and it's just because I've like certain meditations will come into my life different things will happen and I I, as I dive more into this I don't want to just sit and watch something on television don't get me wrong if it's Wednesday night and I can watch a new Modern Family I'll watch Modern Family and laugh but there really isn't anything that's drawing my attention and if I'm just sitting here and I'm like I have nothing else to do why not do this but I've noticed that it's grown so as I've allowed this evening ritual to happen I've pulled back my my morning ritual but for a while I've had like it, And I pulled back because I'm like, wow, this is a lot of time. (laughs) And not that it is like it like it's being wasted, but I'm like, I should really kind of do some more things and the evening meditation is creating this I am sleeping like a champ.
1: Interesting. And what I right
0: <laughs> and what I've been finding is like cause there were times that I you know I would wake up like, oh, it's four in the morning. And I mean that happened this weekend, but I, I think that was just the moon energy. But outside of like those like when the planets are doing things and I'm just feeling that energy where I'm like, Oh, I'm awake. Um, I'm sleeping now till like and this is gonna sound weird, till like seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is so, that is so weird. Sometimes 7.30. Um, Whoa. Right. But, sleeping yeah, in. Yeah, but from getting up at like 5 to 7.30, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm missing like two hours of time. I got to like get right into it. Uh, so I've pulled back the morning meditation and I'm really focusing on on the nighttime. But it, it's, it's, it's a nice space. I think everyone should treat themselves to that. And figuring out a way to get people to give themselves that time is the tricky thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. And I mean, I definitely was that person. Um, And it's weird because at at the end of the day, pretty much everything I do, I find myself saying from my careers to just um, conscious conversations to, to talking to a friend about stuff. I try to say, listen, I'm not trying to be prescriptive. Like, I always want to let people know I'm not trying to tell you how to live or suggest that you live like I am. But I think we can find some common agree, uh, agreement around the things that I'm talking about. If you haven't tried to just give them some attention, some time, some space, it, it like it's going to be very difficult for you to understand where I'm coming from because until you act, until you actually give yourself time, space and intention and discover something about yourself um, that you've either been hiding, you, you know, you haven't even recognized you've been hiding it for so long or you discover something that's like, Oh my gosh, this is really, I think this is really an interest. This is really a passion until you have those experiences. It's, it's going to be tough to appreciate the authentic experience that it is. You know what I mean, and and I think that's getting people to. Because again, I hear it, and I'm not I'm not a yoga instructor. Because I'll say hey, I teach meditation though about meditations. Excuse me, in in psychology, one of the class, one of the chapters, and so I tell students, I'm like, listen, you know. you should think about meditating and think about it and give it an opportunity. I was like, you don't have to find a cave and a sheet and, and have sage burning. I was like, if you can find any place to sit comfortably and breathe, do that. You know what I mean? Like start there. And it's like, that to me is the ultimate first step. And if you can, when when people can realize that that can bring peace and calm, just, just that. Um, I think then, you know, the, the, the pretty much, The pool is there internally and they'll be off. Right. I I was talking about this today after
0: my photo shoot that I was on, that a lot of people because we were both in agreement, me, me and my my clients today, on meditating and the power of meditation. But so many people have the idea that I have to calm my mind. I can't quiet my mind. I can't be quiet. I can't be still. And both of us literally at the same time said, don't quiet your mind. Let it do what it's going to do. And I think for some reason, over the ages, people have got this idea that if you're going to meditate, you have to sit in that cave. You have to put a sheet over your head, burn your sage, chant some craziness. And... You know, connect to now, some see, god that isn't now here's your what, god.
1: Here's what's interesting about that, though, right? I mean, that is the conditioning of meditation. But everything you just said, there are people who do it exactly that way, and it works for them you know what i mean like so people can do it so again if people are thinking no i really think i would benefit from sitting in a cave then rock it out find a cave be careful bring a phone a parrot whatever make sure there's nothing dangerous in there and meditate your face off you know what i mean and that's 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 what i try to like just share with people like stop looking for the way that that's already been done that you're going to feel most comfortable with. Like stop looking for that kind of comfort level when, when you're talking about trying something, you know, new, like meditation or anything. And just, just take that first step and don't even call it meditation. Just say, today I'm going to sit down and close my eyes and breathe. Don't, don't even call it meditation and just see how you feel. But it's like, no, instead it's like, I have to do it this way. And I've got to believe in that. And I've got to chant those words and I have to do it for exactly. It's like, I, right off the bat, you're making me not want to meditate. (laughs) That sounds like such a chore. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I used to always use the example of washing your dishes. If you actually wash your dishes instead of putting them in the dishwasher, it becomes a meditative process because you're not thinking about anything. You're just washing your dishes and breathing. Like if you just add paying attention to your breath as you're washing your dishes, bang. You're meditating, without even trying. And when I would tell people that, they're like, "Oh, oh, right." And it's like mm-hmm. you, you have to take away all of the all of the silly things that you saw on television on what meditating is, and realizing that it's just connecting with your breath.
1: Which and and, and that then leads to connecting with, you know, your yourself and your beingness and, and look I mean honestly that's the one thing that I feel like I have been able to discover. Like the calming aspects of meditation, they, they were so just um naturally coming like that that was just such a natural part of it like i didn't even you know give it the kind of awareness like oh wow so this is what it feels like to be calm it was when i started to actually learn lessons uh gain clarity around things about myself um things that i needed to recognize like you know in order for this to happen this needs to happen you need to have this conversation you need to try that thing or you know do that and that that all has come from my meditative practice both sitting on the mat and also doing, you know, running, like running meditation. So much clarity, so much uh, confidence in myself to do something that I've got coming up uh, or a creative kind of idea have come from both being on the mat and both running, which I, I feel both of them are meditative. Um, so that that's, you know, I, I, getting, getting to the... What well, you know, what's the secret sauce for just getting people to be like, oh, that's gonna be it for me. That that's the thing. It's like I almost feel like they are the only ones that can find that out. Like nobody like if you can just begin with breathing, you'll find out what works for you. I mean, that's
0: you know what I mean? Totally, totally. This one podcast that I've really been enjoying, Synchronicity by Noah Lampert. He's been talking a lot about Neville Goddard and the use of imagination to create your reality. And some of it could be really, I don't even want to say out there, but you know, if you're just listening to it the first time, you're like, yeah, whatever. I can just imagine my life into reality. And after he tell you know, tells these stories and these practices to try, he's like, don't believe me. Just do it. Try it. See what happens. He's like, it worked for me because I actually tried. He's like, it's not going to hurt yourself to stop. And sit down and actually imagine the life that you want, see what happens. Just try it. Same thing with, with meditating. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Mike Mike's word for it. Just take two minutes and notice the way you're breathing. See how you feel. Just 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 try.
1: And and I think the other part of trying though though, right, is is patience. I mean, again, I, I can't I can't sit here and be like, so you have to try it. times like i I have no idea but like if you think you're just gonna sit down one time and be like i didn't feel anything i mean i've got no response to that i I guess you didn't maybe you didn't maybe you did you didn't even recognize that you did i have no idea but to not give it uh, an opportunity to give it the same kind of attention that you would give taking care of your you know charging your phone daily nightly uh putting gas in your car at least i don't know two or three times i mean all these things things that you give attention to 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 sustain them why not give that type of attention and time and space and patience to sustaining yourself i mean that's that's i think it's like that kind of commitment to the possibility rather than just saying there's a possibility but i try to once something a Well, no like like care about it commit to it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but if you make it a chore, if you start by making it a chore, like I have to find out two minutes to sit down, I got to clear this up. It's like you're already creating just those excuses are just mental roadblocks in your head. And your mind's basically saying, wait a second, this doesn't sound like it's anything remotely fun or it's going to feel good at all. So, nah, and your brain will shut you down. And that'll be that.
0: Yes, exactly. Um since we're really on this this meditation topic right now, another thing I'd want to throw in there, if you are listening and you're like, well, maybe I should try this, but it's just not comfortable for me to sit. Lay down, sit in a chair, go for a walk in the woods. Seriously? You know, like it literally can be anything. It doesn't have to be that typical image. So don't let the mind get in the way of the excuses, just give it a try, see what happens. And if you do and it works out or you're like, I hate it either way, let me know, comment somewhere, send me a message and say, Hey Joe, I tried that meditation stuff and it totally rocked or totally sucked either way. Let me know if you say totally sucked, I'll probably come back at you with a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> so get ready. so let's chat a little bit about row and the results only work environment because i think that is definitely an interesting topic and i'm curious if in the sessions you do 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 you bring up meditation do you talk about meditation in your sessions
1: i do and i talk about it in the sense that um when you get more control over your time and how you decide to live your life, you can then decide on how you want to spend your days and your time. And if that means going to a yoga class or meditating, I always use those two things in there. I said, but you know, but also it can include riding a bike, spending more time with your, uh, your friends and family. But I do speak of meditation on something that I, I slip in there as, you know, This is a very beautiful way to spend time, too. However, if you're allowing uh, or if your job is not allowing you to engage in those types of things because of a schedule or the traditional nine to five Monday through Friday, like, you know, and you and you're you're someone who knows the benefits of meditation. This is another reason why going row is is good for you. So um, I bring that up as something positive for people to do. But at the end of the day, like I said, results only work environment is. You know, one of our the guideposts one of the guideposts for a row is that every employee gets to work, uh, can work any way they want. And the dot, dot, dot to the end of that, though, is as long as the work gets done. So, you know, we get people who say, oh, so I'm just going to go on a six month vacation. If you can go on a six month vacation and still get the work done that's expected of you, then yes. If you go on a six month vacation and you don't do any of the work, you're probably not going to come home to a job. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that's the reality. No results, no job. That's the ultimate new agreement. Um, so, Ro, we, we, you know, we basically get organizations to first focus on what a result is. And a lot of the times these organizations, really don't know what a result is a measurable result they have tasks and activities and they kind of an understanding of what we need to do to you know kind of make some money or keep money coming in but really honing in on defining a result and then understanding the approach to it in terms of it just needs to be measurable we don't have to control the how we just have to control the measurable result at the end um that then frees people up to live their life uh, in a way, again, first understanding the result where they can say, no, I work best at night. Well, if you can work best at night and still deliver the results when they need to happen in a successful way, then rock it out. The benefits to organizations, they now, employees are not managing each other. They're managing the work. So everybody has all their eyes and creative sense on focusing on the work, the industry, the market, ways to improve, ways to excel. And nobody's talking about time off or who came in at what time and where is this person today because everybody's just so in tune with the work um and then obviously there's cost saving because a lot of organizations don't need to maintain gigantic physical locations anymore uh technology allows for people to be much more uh, agile and and obviously mobile so um there's just benefits to the work but then there's also benefits to people's lives because now you're not um you're not locked into that rat race of, like I said, Monday through Friday, nine to five or whatever kind of schedule. It's it shifts from the mindset shifts from schedule to coverage. What does the organization need to do in order to provide a product and or service to the customer? And is it nine to five? Is it every time? Is it always nine to five? Or could it be, you know, nine to twelve this day and eight to one that one and whoever, you know, whatever, but give the people the opportunity to really assess that. And when you have clarity around the results, you're able to do that. So it's 100% autonomy, which means people are self-governing, and it's 100% accountable, which means everybody's answerable. So there is no uh, – if somebody wants to take off for eight weeks, what do you do then? Well, if they didn't deliver results, you fire them. Um, <laughs> but there are, p- there are people who aren't delivering results now in workplaces across the world, and they still have jobs because the wrong thing is being managed. The person is being managed. As long as they show up five minutes early and leave five minutes late, um, that's you know know—that's—that's that's a check in the, the productive cost. But that's just not measurable. Um, so we got, we move away from using time and presence as part of the, the metrics to measure results. And now it's understanding was that quality work was it delivered on time. So again, it gets very objective, um, but it also frees up people's time, control over their time, and how they uh, how they live their life, and how they work their life. So. Um, I absolutely love it. We're working with a huge organization up in Canada right now. We've been working on them for the past year, CMHC. They are immense. They're the uh, basically federal housing um, for the government up there. Um, so they their 2030 winning aspiration is to ensure that every Canadian has an, uh, has affordable housing. So it's pretty amazing. They're, they're doing incredible work. 2,000-plus employees, and it's just been absolutely incredible learning experience. But they, you know, one of the bigger um, – you know, things that they're working on is getting clear about really results. And you'll you'll hear these conversations still about getting clear about the results and and each employee understanding their role and how it connects to that. So um, it's just been, it's just amazing work. I absolutely love it. And uh, we are hopefully coming to an organization near you soon.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and where, if there is someone listening it's like, wow, that sounds awesome. Where can they find information about Roe?
1: You can definitely go and check us out at com. so G-O-R-O-W-E.com. All kinds of information on there, easily digestible information, which I like because uh, I'm the worst end user for websites ever, um, so I like to find things I like easy access and I like just, you know, I want that information that I can just grasp and do something with uh, quickly or act on it. So a lot of research in there for those people who like to read case studies, but then we've got our blog going as well. We've got just a lot of real helpful information, real things that are relatable and easy to discuss when uh, you as an employee or an HR person or CEO are thinking about going raw.
0: It's listening to you, you know, talk about it. I sit here and think the hardest part of it is probably getting i'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on upper level management, <laughs> to really define what the results are, because I think you know work, the workplace has become such a place of just show up, be at your desk, pretend you're doing work, do whatever might be assigned to you. And there really is never results defined it's just like well this is what you're supposed to do but what's the outcome i would think that's probably the hardest part of the whole thing not getting the people to buy in but getting the management to actually be like oh right we actually have to come up with what the expected results of everyone is
1: well see that's the, the big mantra for uh managers they shift from managers to results coaches and it's essentially they have to manage the work and not the person and that is a big stretch and you know we do we do have uh you know we do a day workshop and then we do an extra, we do an extra half day workshop with um with management but in a row defining those results and defining the metrics to measure them becomes everybody's responsibility though too so now you're right you know, managers got to look at things differently so they can understand clearly what is a successful result and how we are going to measure it? But in figuring that out, that's where everybody can kind of participate. And now, you know, either contribute some type of idea uh, or raise, you know, a a concern, whatever it might be. And that's really the, the autonomy part is really the big piece of row as well. It's like, now you have an opportunity to speak to the results and speak to how you're going to be measured. It's not uncommon for a results coach to ask an employee, well, what are you going to do next time to help provide me with the progress of where you're at and i think that's beautiful because that just speaks to the person who's doing the work owning every aspect of it in terms of owning the understanding of it not only the end result and what that looks like but how you're going to be measured so you don't go to a performance evaluation and you hear things that you weren't even didn't even thought you were even being you know measured on because there was no formal objective measure shared or discussed so it really moves away from subjectivity about looking what time people show up uh, or where they're at and just focuses on and on you know was the result delivered the other thing that hap- is happening you know, in the workplace that gets people moves them further away from that is the workplace is positioned as um you know as family or as friends so now there's that that, that kind of those soft things which are, again are part of humanity but I don't know if an organization, you know, really is best suited to play that kind of role uh, in, in terms of being the the end all everything for for the person, you know, for the because again, it, it you know it does become, if you think about it, it could become a tension point of, I need help, but I don't necessarily want to get that help here, <laughs> in right. front of everybody. Um, so uh, you know that. So when when we t- when we hear organizations say we're one big happy family, we're you know we're we're friends here, you, you're really not. Um, your, your employees. <laughs> I mean, honestly, again, when you're talking about words matter, words matter. You're really not unless some of you are married to each other or are literally blood family. Um, but your you're employees, that's what you are, your coworkers, uh, your partners, and you all have a shared goal, um, and whatever that shared goal is uh, for your organization. When you objectively position it that way and get clear around that, then the people who actually want to socialize with each other or be together or catch up or have a cup of coffee, you do that. You absolutely plan that, but you're not guilted into it. Um, and you you do it in a way that it makes, it makes sense for everybody involved. So it's like, hey, do you want to catch a cup of coffee after work? No, that doesn't work for me. That's okay. Instead of like cramming it into your lunch break during in the cafeteria where you're just trying to scarf down your your dinner or your lunch because you only have a half hour, and then somebody wants to talk to you about their baby kids, like you know, it's 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 it sounds cold. It sounds like you're dehumanizing, but really what you're doing is you're freeing people to be more authentically themselves instead of playing the office politics and looking at the organization as as a catch-all for everything. And it's just they're they're not they're not best suited for that. That was that. Give me a buzz, and we'll talk more about that, people. Because yeah. that's that's where we're at. Um.
0: So, so much that we can talk about. This is why why Michael and I are are, are best friends for over thirty years. Let's talk, thirty. I know, right? <laughs> let's let's talk about
1: music. Oof, you're a drawer. I am. and you know music has always been the more that i actually started to get into music because i felt again a deeper connection to it because i started to play it i think people might over the years have probably considered me snotty or snooty um because because i had strong opinions about music but i'll tell you my growth point in all this i have since stopped saying that bands suck because obviously (laughs) that's like saying that's like saying broccoli sucks right i mean i know there's a billion people that absolutely love broccoli so obviously broccoli doesn't suck and with these bands that i used to say suck there's always like a quadrillion fans liking them so obviously they don't suck so um but i have gotten my preferences for what I can tolerate and listen to is specific. You know, um, uh, so sure, we it. all have our
0: our our flavor, right? Like you I know, joke that's... around. So Mike's one band is called the Big Dirty, and I joke around. I'm like, dude, I don't like your band. Mike's band G-7. is great. They really are, but they really they're, they're, there's a lot of music and not a lot of singing. And I'm all about the words and right. you know some vocals. So although I love Michael dearly, um, going to watch his band play a four-hour show when they're only going to play three songs in that four hours, <laughs> and there's going to be two words in those four songs, it's it's hard for me. But they See? are very enjoyable, and there's a lot of people that love you guys. And that's, you know, it's just not my my
1: uh, my cup of tea because, you know, and what's interesting about that perspective, because you you then also affect another aspect of music with me. So now the music I listen to, like there was a point where you would be like, can you please stop listening to the sad, slit your wrist music? <laughs> And I'm just like, and you know what? And again, I struggle with that because I'm like, oh, I like it. It's good music. But like, I understood it's like, it's, it's affecting me and it's affecting like a, a, a part of me that I'm trying to like heal and, and learn from and grow through. So I got away from listening to music probably again. There's a lot that's been happening in the past couple, probably two weeks. I was able to like, Put the like, you know, those those playlists on, you know, whatever it is, sad car drives on an autumn day, no. whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Tears in the review mirror, whatevs. but um so I'm I'm listening to these and I'm I'm not feeling sadness like evoked. You know what I mean? Now don't get me wrong. I feel maybe a a, a tinge of melancholy, mm-hmm. but I really like the music. Like I, I I'm not trying to upset myself. I just think the music is so good. In fact, the other day that uh rootless Ru- Ru- tree uh-huh. That came on. I couldn't turn it off. There's no
0: way. It's just too good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and <laughs> I love Damien Rice. I absolutely love him. And I wish, and I think I'm getting into a better space in my life that I will be able to listen to Damien Rice yes, again. But I think it really depends on where you are as well. Like, if you're feeling sad... I don't know if Damien Rice is the best to listen to.
1: Unless, Unless you're trying to get your body in every shape, way, and form to absolutely regurgitate the sadness through crying and tears, then yes... Jamie Rice exactly,
0: exactly.
1: can accelerate that for you.
0: Right. Because I definitely don't want to be toxic positive and just say be be happy all the time. Right. Um, feel all the feels. Just, feel them. Right. And I think the more you dive into your practice, you know where your feels are and where yes. you can go. And I am, you know, learning. Like, I haven't listened to, oh, what is his name? We went to see him. He opened up for Mumford & Sons.
1: Uh, Oh, boy. I don't even remember that show, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, He's so good and everything's so sad. Really? Not Ray LaMontagne? No, he's uh, extra sad as well. But very beautiful music.
1: Does he have a band or is he just a solo artist? It's
0: just him. I mean, he has a That's band right. that plays with we're doing,
1: we're doing, We're doing what the angry therapist did when he couldn't remember. I know, uh, right? Defibr- defibrillator.
0: And I, I don't know how to get to... Um,
1: Wait, was that the show that we went to?
0: When, uh, when you didn't where... bring a lighter?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Oh, who I don't for? even know how to search. Like I just do opened know, up my do, Spotify to try to let search. Me just
1: ask, let me just ask you this, all right? do you know any letters of his name
0: he's 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 from across the pond he's british um i can see a video and he's playing it's him upright bass they're on like oh! a balcony oh no it's not ben Sollee, is it no, no he's not playing the bass the bass player's playing the bass oh. <laughs> on the balcony it's cold
1: oh oh i know wait a second really Did we see him? I think I would remember this.
0: Yeah, Um, he opened up for Mumford & Sons. When I said, hey, do you have a lighter? You were like, yeah, I have a lighter. I do. We we didn't smoke a joint that night because Mike said he had a lighter.
1: Well, because let me just clarify the question, people. He asked if I had a lighter. I most certainly did. Does anybody take that as please bring your lighter? Good, because neither did I, and that's why I didn't bring (laughs) one. Now, are you talking about... uh, only love, the guy who sings only yeah. love. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting places. So search that. Only love. Only love. Is that even the name of the song? Yes. I almost want to say it's not Henry, but there might be an H in there.
0: Ben Howard.
1: I was right. H. We were Howard. right. Howard. Yeah. Ben Howard. There you see, we got there.
0: We did. He's super good. So thanks for coming on that journey with us, everyone. Go check out Ben Howard. He's great.
1: Um, he is And, so and like good. I
0: said, I feel as if I'm coming back into that space where I can listen to those things
1: Because it's just, because it's good music. Yes, yes. I got you. That's where I'm at. I mean. I'm like, these lyrics are good. The music is beautiful. And like, the sun is shining and the top is down. I'm like, I, this is the kind of music I want to be listening to on this drive. But there are some times where I'm just like, yeah, but you know what? Why don't you put on some funk so you can kind of keep that spirit bebopping a little bit. And so I, in those moments, I'll, i'll put on something bouncy you know what i mean
0: yeah to get to get your bounce
1: on (laughs) i will because i have 64 switches (laughs) i don't know
0: if i've ever been like you know what i'm gonna put something on to get my bounce on i'm I'm not i'm not kind of a bouncy i'm more i know like like a reggae kind of that like the slow i know you're not
1: that's what kills me. That's why I'm just like, I know the music that I like and also is like, no, that's not true. See, you do like bouncy music. But your but see, here's how I would define. My bounce is different. Your bounce, your bounce is not bouncy. Your bounce, your that kind of music for you is super super joy personified. You like to do like to jump up in the air and swing your arms in a circle to like that Michael Fronte song. That oh, what is it? It's like a super happy bounce happy. <laughs> super <might> bouncy. Be... <laughs> super bouncy bounce happy. Yeah, you know I like the extra about? happy stuff. Yes. That's your kind of bounce. Like bounce to me is like funk or hip hop. Bounce for you is like super upbeat, uplifting music. Yeah, that's what.
0: Yes, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I think the I think the problem with funk for me is it kind of makes me feel a little too much tr- rhythm, too much rhythm. <laughs> and I feel a little like I think it makes me feel anxious
1: oh my gosh
0: really uh-huh, yeah like i'm like is this gonna end now is it ending now i think it's gonna end no they're they're still playing they're still you gotta
1: work on being present
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just want my songs to be two minutes and 59 seconds now.
1: i know that's exactly what it comes down to you are you epitomize the top 40 listener not that the music you like is in the top 40s but it's like here's a three and a half minute song you know, A-B-A-B-C-A-N
0: Right, unless I'm listening to the good old Knocko bear and his, his, <laughs> his, his novel books that His, his
1: mag- Magna Carta Exactly
0: one. I'm like, I learned this Medicine for the People song I'll never learn all the words because it literally is a short story
1: <laughs> I, I don't but, know what he's saying But there's another one too, and it's weird because sometimes even in like that happiness of of his tone and his in his music. Sometimes, like I can get like a little melancholy, like listening to the the words and following like the storyline. And stuff. I'm like, oh man, like, this is real, real. Oh, so yeah, real, real, real. Yeah, real, real, real. So it's just like yeah. I mean, music to me, I love playing it. The style I love to play is you know I don't even want to say funky. It's just rhythmic. I like to be rhythmic with what I'm playing or what I'm playing to. And I like to listen to that, but I also love a song or music that can evoke emotion. Some of the music I listen to now is, you know, meditative music. It's instrumental, but yet, oh, so emotionally moving. Um, And the other day, a friend of mine, a guitarist I'm playing with, introduced me to, did I tell you about this? He introduced me to a Pink Floyd album. Oh, really? Pink Floyd? (laughs) Never heard of them. Neither did I up until this (laughs) point. Just kidding. Um, But he introduced introduced me to an album I've never heard of, Animals. Are you familiar with that? Uh Uh-huh. I am not. And he was like, it tells a story. Like, you know, every animal is like referring to like an archetype or personality of a human, like just dogs, pigs, something else. I'm like, wow, I listened to it. It's freaking awesome. Now, again, trippy and not like hardcore funk, but there's some rhythm going on there. But like, I don't know what it was about it. Pulled me in. Yeah. I actually think I'm to a point where I almost want to to truly see how much it would cost. I, I think I want to see an opera. Oh, opera would be fun. I think I'm ready to like see an opera. But again, it would be helpful if I at least got, you know, was able to research it so I could, because I'm not going to understand the words, but it'd be great to understand like, Hey, this is what's happening now. Like, I don't they get out programs like that that I can follow along.
0: <laughs> I bet you you can ask that crazy thing. What is it? Uh, the internet, or Google. Oh, uh, the
1: Googs! Dr. Googs in the opera. So, so yeah, so opera um, is, is like way out there in terms of music that I would ever be listening to growing up and up until this point. But absolutely, music is a big, big, big part of my world, except for when I'm running. I'm no longer listening to anything when I'm running.
0: Uh, right, but that just recently happened.
1: Yes, that was probably I would say just this past summer. I I took the ear, I took the ear earplugs, the upside down earplugs out. <laughs> 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 and let me tell you, I wore them, and I'm doing air quotes. The right way the other night, they wouldn't stay, and I couldn't hear anything. I had to turn around again.
0: So, just so people know, because now Mike is just totally on, him and I are having a conversation and no one is listening. (laughs) Mike uses earbuds, the typical like Apple earbuds, you know, earbuds, and puts them in his ears upside down and backwards, I believe.
1: Left, yeah, switch them left, right, upside down. Right,
0: for some reason, because that way they they stay in his ears. So when Mike FaceTimes me and he has his earbuds in, it looks like he has two antennas growing out of his ears.
1: And can I just give the reason why I do it? Because it's a really simple one. It's so I can hear. Because the way they're designed now, I can't hear for two reasons. One, the speaker doesn't seem to be pointing in my ear. And number two, they don't stay in my ear. I just don't
0: I don't even understand that everyone. Neither
1: do I. I thought jobs and happen would be way better, but I don't know. <laughs> it, so if you
0: experience this problem with earbuds, I would love to know if you're listening Please.
1: still uh, I know you're out there. We meet we meet on Tuesdays at eight o'clock at Billy Bob's. Please stop by.
0: <laughs> the upside down <laughs> earbud Oh, <laughs> anonymous. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow. So we've really taken a turn. This has been been great. It's a funny
1: Town. It See? is.
0: It is Funny Town. Um, hopefully, Mike's podcast will be up soon. I'm really. Yes. You know, I keep. I keep pushing him to, to it get does. it to get it going. And uh, I'll I'll have Michael on again because I think he's finally starting to feel more comfortable with actually understanding that a podcast is just a conversation. <laughs> And it's interesting, though, because I I find uh, a lot of my close friends are actually amazing individuals doing amazing things. And I'm like, dude, be on my podcast. And all of them, literally all of them, from photographers to ultra marathon runners to therapists, like people that are really doing some shit, not just like, oh, this is my friend. Everyone is like, but what will we talk about? And I don't know what to say. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Just, just talk. We're, we're going gonna to talk. And we're going to record it, and people might listen. Maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe they Thanks won't for listening. But I can ask a random stranger, hey, dude, I like what you're doing. You want to be on my podcast? Sure, that'd be great. Let's do it. I've never had a conversation with before. The people that I have conversations with literally every day are like, I don't know. I don't, what will we talk about? The same shit we talk about every day. We're just going to record it because we talk about this cool shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, we probably should have recorded that. Yeah, that's the idea. That's, 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 that's the idea.
1: So, well, we got there,
0: man. We did. So I wanted to try something with, with, with you being, being my friend. Um, this is going to be the first time I'm doing this because it, it, this, this stuff has just popped into my, my world. Um, I I, got tarot. Should I, should
1: I like prepare myself?
0: For this? Yeah, I got a I got a tarot book, a tarot cards. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way. And I thought I would be fun. I don't know anything about tarot. I've been interested. Have you ever had a tarot reading? I have not. I've had a couple of them, and they've been dead on, like dead on. And I just got cards and a little book that came with it, and I'm blown away thinking back to the readings that I had, that the people that I had these readings were like, there's a lot of cards in this deck, and they knew everything. Like, what, you know, what every card means, and I'm like, wow, how? And I have recently I mean, I really appreciated it before, but now actually having the cards and seeing all of them, the appreciation for the skill that those people have, that those people have is blowing my mind. But I thought it would I, be fun to just pick the top card and then I'll open the book and see what the top card is that we pick for this this podcast. How, how do you feel about that?
1: i I feel great about that. I wish I had my shaker so I'd do a little shaking.
0: <laughs> we can we can pretend. I'll see if I can find a little and what would the shaker really do? I have no
1: idea. I don't add some obvious while you're flipping the page and
0: I'm, I'm just i I'm just gonna pick the top card. That, that's all oh it's a pretty one and the card is mother of swords Ooh, i know it's beautiful i will uh i'll put uh, this this card in the uh show notes let me find it here in the book While well, i'm looking for our our uh mother of swords card michael tell us what's your favorite color favorite color is red favorite color is red what's your favorite number Number four. Oh, number four. And what right now is your favorite song that you're really
1: digging on? Favorite song that I'm really digging on? Oh, I know it. I want to get it right. So good. Oh, so good. All right. The name of the song is Hear About It. And the musician is Nicole Buss. Nicole, Nicole Bus, The song is Hear About It. Hear About It. So good.
0: Oh, so good. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, too. I'll link it to, uh, to, to the Spotify's.
1: Yes, make sure you say so good. So good.
0: So good. So here we go. Mother of yep. Swords. This card is absolutely beautiful. It's an owl sitting on a sword. <clears throat> and the mother of sword card. You'll often find the mother of swords putting her sharp perceptions to use as a therapist doctor or teacher she's extremely experienced and knowledgeable in her field some think of her as all-seeing this card can sometimes represent a woman going through a difficult time she may be recently widowed or divorced and usually without children during this time there's potential for her criticisms to soar
1: Hmm. Interesting card to
0: pick. Have no idea what that may mean for Michael and I. Maybe well, we
1: talked about a couple of things that we are, right?
0: We did. Yeah.
1: Teacher. See, I heard teacher in there. Teacher, we're therapists. Therapists.
0: Not that we're therapists, but we're, we're guides. In
1: and we're, we're
0: becoming, we're working on becoming extremely knowledgeable in all the things Good. that we do. So the mother of swords, she's a beautiful bird. Michael, where
1: can uh, everyone find you? Earth. <laughs> you can find you can find me at michaelberetta. org. There, because yep, um, going through it, not paying for stuff. You know, I think I was calm and now I'm um, org.
0: Michael's and- a nonprofit that's not not a nonprofit.
1: <laughs> You can find me all over the social meds, the snaps of the chats, and the twits, and the books of the face, and the gram instantly. So I'm all there. You can check me out. Awesome.
0: I will link Michael up everywhere. Thank you for um, breaking out of your shell and taking the time to um, chat
1: with you me. You know what? Thank, thank you for being the little tiny birdie bird with the little tiny beak, all soft just tapping at my shell and and helping me crack it uh, together. So thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm so happy to do that, and I will continue to do that. Um, Thank you. As as, you know, I appreciate you doing that to me as well, because many, 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 many years ago, you said, Joe, seriously, start doing videos, start talking, start just being yourself and putting yourself out there. So it took a couple years, but here I am. Um, and if you're listening and you're like Joe shut up never this is all Michael's fault that I'm actually talking and, and sharing myself because I finally, yeah. finally connected to, to all of the things um, so thank you so much Michael will definitely be back on more episodes moving into the future and um, I am planning out what I'm kind of calling like part two of season two reaching out to a whole bunch of very inspiring people um, to continue these conversations moving into, this is gonna sound crazy, 2020. Wow, right, 2020. So awesome. I know, the shift is happening. I'm excited. All right, everyone, thank you so much. Michael, anything you would like to end with?
1: Uh, I want to just thank you for real for giving me this opportunity. I know we're best friends and I know I duck, but uh, here we are. So we did it. So thank you so much. And for all of you, please uh, gift yourself time, space and attention. You will be pleasantly surprised at how beautiful you really are
0: awesome thank you michael thank you everyone for listening get out there and have the best day ever and i will talk to you all on sunday for a cup of joe coffee talk with me have a great day everyone peace out